I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. Today is September 11th, and if you are American, this is a solemn day because of the innocent Americans that we lost on 9-11 from the horrific crashing of airplanes into the World Trade Center. And it always brings back a flood of memories because I was living on the East Coast at that time, about 45 minutes from where two of the airplanes uh, went down. And it led me to meet some of my great friends in in Germany, uh, Marcus and Tom and Marcel and the crew that uh, we ended up meeting after that event happened because one of my fellow interns was German and his friends from New York that were living there came to Maryland to kind of get away from everything that was happening in the aftermath. It was just a very memorable day because when it happened, we had no idea what was going on, if there was some sort of war that was happening. And indeed it was. It was definitely a terrorist attack on American land, which is pretty foreign to us. But today I also saw a... um an image one of my friends posted that said, you know, rest in peace to the 2,996 Americans who died in 9-11, and also rest in peace to the 1,455,590 innocent Iraqis who died during the U.S. invasion for something they didn't do. And that really made an impression upon me because you know oftentimes we we live in the pain of our own suffering and it leads us to to sometimes forget about what other people are going through and this is not to minimize the americans lost based on sheer numbers of the iraqis lost but it goes to show that sometimes actions can create consequences that dramatically impact other people in ways that we may not recognize or that we may lose sight of. And this image brought to mind a dear friend of mine who I came to know as Uncle Jay and his wife, Sarah, that worked in a mall that I used to um, visit. They actually had a cart that was like for snacks and, uh, and goodies in the mall near the kind of like a level down from the movie theater near where I used to get my eyebrows threaded by a dear... Uh, dear friend there, and um, they were Iraqi. And I remember when I first met Uncle Jay, he didn't want to tell me where he was from. And uh, and I said, you know, where are you from? Are you from Afghanistan, Iraq? And he said, yeah, I'm actually from Iraq. I said, oh, wow, that's amazing. And and he looked at me with great surprise, and he said, you know, I'm I'm shocked to hear that reaction because usually the reaction is, is negative. And... I thought about it and I thought and I thought he's probably right. People have negative interpretations of a person sometimes simply based on where they're from. And all this kind of culminates in a book that I'm reading now called Cast the Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. And I'm only about 20% done with this book, but I can already say that it is a must read. It is such a wonderful accounting of how 
race and these superficial, actually race itself is a superficial separation of humans who are, you know, 99.9% the same on a genome basis. And race is kind of used, especially in certain areas of the world and certain times in, in the world, you know, the United States being a country that has definitely employed this mechanism to, um, to treat certain races or certain groups of people negatively based on this superficial concoction of race. And I just, um, I think about, you know, how our life experience and this human experience is defined by these very, very superficial things sometimes. And I personally believe that it's nonsensical because everyone deserves to be treated equally. But I definitely feel that on days, especially like today, it's a moment for us to pause and reflect on the assumptions we might be making about other people based on their ableism, their race, their age, their gender. Are there things that we might be thinking about another person negatively based on these, you know, these superficial differences? Because we always have an opportunity to elevate the level of our consciousness and recognize our oneness. And I believe it is when we do this that we get to this definition. Rupert Spira had this other quote that I saw today that I really liked and wanted to incorporate it into this talk. And he says, awakening or enlightenment is the experiential understanding that what we essentially are does not share the limits or the destiny of the body or mind. And so I think when we when we recognize our oneness with with everyone when we when we want everyone to enjoy life and be fulfilled and not create these negative and detrimental separations based on these superficial things like race or gender and all of those other things i mentioned before we somehow raise our own vibration because we're getting closer to the truth and that ultimate enlightenment takes us beyond even the concept of the body, which is our, you know, our first association attachment. And so when we bypass these, you know, these superficial things, you know, race, gender, you know, castes, all these different levels that we have created to define these unnecessary distinctions in society of how people should be treated, which to me is just insane you know everyone should have equal rights to to life and happiness and enjoyment and freedom and so when we move past past that we get to this you know again what he calls this enlightenment experiential understanding so it means you have this this experience of recognizing your true nature which does not share the limits or the destiny of the body or mind so this gets to the point that what we truly are is this imp imperishable, formless, changeless awareness that's at the root, that's powering this human experience. And so I think the encouragement is to, is to first elevate the level of our consciousness to recognize all around us as deserving of, you know, 
in America, we say life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But, you know, having these basic rights to live, you know, to, to have the opportunity to experience whatever they want to experience in life, to make sure we're not imposing any boundaries on people. It's not saying to a, a girl child that she can't play with trucks or can't wear you know, shorts or all of these really stereotypical things we have in society sometimes in which we have historically had that limit these these ridiculous superficial distinctions, recognize our oneness, and then get to this place where we even go beyond this confining body form. We recognize our you know, our truest nature, our truest self. And so on today and every day, I I definitely want to honor all innocent lives that are lost for um, unjust causes. It's something that in this human experience, I don't think I will ever understand or, um, or, or, you know, put aside. But I think as we, as we then, you know, elevate our collective consciousness, and move past those superficial things we can we can unify as one and in the novel that i'm <laughs> working on that one day i hope to finish i have a a section in it that kind of is this vision of the future where i imagine that in this book that it's it ends up being these climate change situations which uh, eventually unify the remaining humans because you know, the the climate creates drought in some areas, floods in other areas, and there are many uninhabitable areas. But the people come together. And I don't know what it will be, what, what it will take for us to come together, but I always hold out hope that we will and that it won't be because of some disaster. But for whatever reason <laughs> um, that happens in the future, we still have the opportunity to be free now to recognize our truest nature and to elevate all around us with the spirit of love and light. And that is what I wish for you. And I thank you for being here. Namaste.